What's up? What's up? What's up? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Drop Balls Podcast, your favorite podcast, this favorite sports podcast. Yes, you heard me right. I said your favorite podcast is favorite sports podcast. I hope you all are having a good week so far. Um, before we get started, I do want to take a moment just to say uh, prayers up for anybody that's been affected by Hurricane or Tropical Storm Ida at this at this point. I know right now New York and New Jersey, they're going through it. It's flooding up there just because of some tornadoes that have spun off of the, the tropical storm. I know Louisiana went through it with Hurricane Ida because when it touched down, it was already a, a Category 4 hurricane and had 150-mile-per-hour winds. So, you know, just prayers up for, for those individuals and those families that's been affected by Hurricane or Tropical Storm Ida. Whichever one it is, you know, it's it's all the same. So, prayers up. Hope you all uh, are safe. Um, hope nobody lost family members. I hope that, you know, I just pray that, that everything's good and everything can be repaired. I know Hurricane Ida did his damage down there in Louisiana, and I know the tropical storm is doing his damage right now. So I just pray for everybody involved, everybody affected and everything. Um, and if you can, you know, go go find charities that that are donating or donate to charities that are that are helping and sending money and um, helping these individuals get back on their feet, helping rebuild the communities and everything, um, sending them water, you know, food, whatever, it, whatever it may be. Um, I, I know I'm gonna go look for some as well. So that way I can donate and, and try to help out and do my part. The only way we can succeed as a human race and as a species is if we help each other out. And we continue to be more humanitarian rather than more selfish um, because us being selfish ain't going to help ain't going to help anything. It's not going to help shit besides ourselves, really. But as a human race and as a species, we can do more by helping each other out and pushing our pushing our species forward and pushing our, you know, our society forward. So we got to be more like that. We got to do more things to help each other out and help each other stay on our feet and down the right path. Um, I mean, but you can only help who wants to be helped. So I will say that as well. Um, but like I said, I hope you all are having a good week. Um, football season is among us. I know that was kind of heavy because I know people that, like real lives are being affected. But, um, you know, like I said, we can we can just continue to pray and do our part to help out. But, yeah, football season is among us, man. Um, starting next week. September 9th, we got the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then the following day, September 10th, actually really 9 o'clock at night, um, Pacific time, which is 12 Eastern, we're going to have 2K22 coming out. And, you know, I, I might just take the 10th off just so I can sit at home and play 2K22 all day. I, I might just do that. I already got this Friday off, so I might do it again next Friday and see, you know, just see what happens. My job don't be caring sometimes. Um, but, yeah, so we got football among us. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave your boy that five-star rating one time and leave your comment. Let me know what you like, what you dislike. Let me know what you would like to hear. If you have questions that you want answered, hey, put them in the comment section. I'll answer them. Matter of fact, that's what this whole episode is going to be about today, me just answering questions off of Twitter. Um, and shameless plug, go follow your boy on Twitter, at DropBallsPod. The link is down in the description. Go follow. It ain't, it ain't that hard. It's just like, like two clicks. That's it. Click the link and then click that follow button. I do follow back. Um, and if you listen on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast at, go ahead and subscribe one time for your boy. Share with your friends, your family. If they watch sports, they play sports, whatever, share with them. 
let them let them get their ears on it as well so that way you know they can they can share their they thoughts and, and and ask their questions as well this episode is being brought to you by king's ransom athletic apparel if you haven't done so yet go check out krathletics.com the link is also down in the description it is almost gray sweatpants season fellas so go get your sweatpants go get your hoodies go get your crew necks um ladies we also have stuff for you as well we got hoodies we got crew necks we got sweats so y'all y'all we didn't leave y'all out the equation we got some stuff for y'all as well we're working on some leggings but be sure to use the code drop balls to get 15 percent off of your first purchase um and, and go ahead and visit like i said krathletics.com link is down in the description just click that link and it takes you right to the website um this episode is also being brought to you by thrive fantasy app if you like making prop bets come prop up with us on thrive fantasy app they take all of the guesswork all of the research out of it because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in their respective sports so go ahead and, and click that link down in the description once you sign up and make your first deposit of a minimum twenty dollars they will match you up to $50 on that initial deposit. So if you deposit 20, they'll match you 20. You deposit 30, they'll match you 30, so on and so forth, all the way up to $50. So be sure to hit that link, go sign up. It is available on the Google Play Store as well as the Apple iTunes Store. So go ahead and, and click that link. It's gonna take you right to whatever app store that you use, whatever app store your phone uses. So that way you can download the app today and get ready you know football season's right right here man is right here so download the app so that way you can come make money with your boy come make money with your boy um but anyway let's get into this episode man let's let's get to talking about it uh the first thing i wanted to talk about was the colts man because we have we've had so many players on go through the proto or COVID protocols and it's not necessarily for catching COVID. it's just really so uh because they came in contact with somebody that caught or that tested positive for COVID. Um, just recently, Carson Wentz, Ryan Kelly, and Zach Paschal got put on that list. And it's because they came in contact with a Colts staffer that tested positive for COVID. And now all three of them have tested negative. They continue to test negative, but they have to go through those five-day protocols because they're not vaccinated. And now I'm not pushing for them to get vaccinated. I'm not pushing you know, the vaccination on anybody, because if you don't want to get vaccinated, you don't want to get vaccinated. Personally, I'm vaccinated and I'm fine. You know, I felt fine. I've been vaccinated since April, but I'm not pushing that on anybody else, just as long as you're doing your part and, and whatever. But the thing about this, though, is that with the NFL, the way they have it currently set up is that if you are a vaccinated individual and you are around somebody that tests positive for COVID and you test negative for COVID, you ain't missing no time. But if you're unvaccinated and the same scenario, you're missing five days. The same just happened to Cam Newton with the New England Patriots. I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But the same thing just happened to him. Now, um, with Carson Wentz, you know, he's our starting quarterback. Ryan Kelly's our starting center. Then you got Zach Pascal, who's probably like three or four on the receiver depth chart. Um, actually, probably three now because T.Y. Hilton is hurt. Um, then you have uh, Quentin Nelson, who just came off of the list. And uh, the offensive tackle we just signed in free agency, um, the one that came from Kansas City, I can I can never remember old dude's name. Uh, <laughs> uh, hold on, give me a second. Uh, I can never remember his name. I always, for whatever reason, I always forget it. Eric Fisher, that's who it is. He just came off of the COVID protocols. Um, 
you know, and we have other players that 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 was on there as well. You had Xavier Rose who was on there at one point. You had Al uh, Quaden Muhammad, I believe I'm saying that correct, but he was on it as well. So, it, like I said, I'm not I'm not saying everybody needs to be vaccinated. I would like that to happen, but when it comes to your availability, that's your best ability is being available. Um, we already know Carson Wentz; he got hurt earlier in in, in, in preseason. He had to have a bone removed out of his foot. Same with Quentin Nelson. They had the same injury. And I believe Carson Wentz only practiced five times with the team. And then you get put right on the COVID list. As you're coming back from this injury and looking to start week one, you get put on the COVID list. Now, granted, he should be coming off next week and should be able to practice with the team next week and then hopefully play Sunday against the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. But we'll see what happens with that. Um, but it's just one of those things where, man, like you got to protect yourself and you got to protect your teammates. You can't be out here living reckless, which I mean, he wasn't, but you, you got to do something. You got to do something. If, if the vaccination helps you be available for the team, especially the team that that's looking to try to win a championship as presently constructed, we have the defense, we have the offense and the quarterback's the most important position. Our left guard, Quentin Nelson, our center, Ryan Kelly, those are two of our best offensive linemen. We can't afford to lose them for any time during the season. So those three dudes, they got to be available. They got to be out there on the field. So, you know, you got they got to figure it out. I mean, we don't have an outbreak like the Tennessee Titans. We ain't like them at least. But And even though our team is probably the least vaccinated team in the NFL, we ain't having issues like the Tennessee Titans. So we're doing something right, but we, we need our best players to be on the field all 17 games. We we can't afford to have people missing time. TY is cool because you know, we have we have other receivers that can step in and, and do work. But quarterback, we I mean we have Jacob Eason on the on the on the roster as our backup, but I don't know if he, how far he can take us. I don't think he can take us that far. Our defense can keep us in games, but I just don't know how far our our backup quarterback can take us if Carson Wentz caught COVID or got hurt or something like that. So they got to be available. And this moves me on to Cam Newton. As we know, Cam Newton just got cut from the New England Patriots. They went with Mac Jones as QB1. And I was pushing for Cam to be QB1 of the New England Patriots. I thought that with um, with the weapons that they got this offseason, Cam would thrive. And, I mean, he didn't have a bad preseason. I can't say that. Like, he had a pretty good preseason. So did Mac Jones. But the thing is, when it came down to it, Cam missed time. He missed five days of practice. And the team ain't going to come out and say, oh, we cut him because he missed those five days because of the, the COVID protocols. They're not going to come out and say that. But honestly, I believe that might have been the reason why they got why he got cut. Um, you Like I said, you have Mac Jones who, you know, was able to practice, you know, take all the number one reps that that those five days. He was able to get all the number one reps those five days that Cam Newton wasn't there. And they he probably showed the coaches something that they, they hadn't seen yet. And he probably showed them like, hey, I can I can I can take this team to the next level or I can, you know, be that quarterback of the future that y'all want me to be. And so when you have a quarterback battle that's so tight, you know, you can't really slip up because the quarterback the quarterback battle is so close. And that one little slip up could cost you your job. And unfortunately, I think that's what happened with Cam. Personally, I thought he was going to be all right because I didn't think Mac Jones was going to be that just yet. 
and, and be able to handle QB1 just yet, but apparently he can. Now, I think Mac Jones would be good in the league, but I, didn't, I just didn't think he would be there right now for the Patriots to be like, okay, we're going to move on from Cam. And we're going to let Mac Jones take over the reins. Now, with Mac Jones, you know, everybody knows him from Alabama. Mac Jones is from Jacksonville, Florida. He's from the crib, Duval County. He's from, he from the hometown. Um, he played for Bowles High School. Now, he didn't play much at Bowles High School. I think he only played like two games or something like that. So he didn't have really many stats. He walked on at Alabama and had to sit behind Jalen Hurts in tour. And so um, when he finally got his chance, he balled out. Yes, I understand he had two receivers that went in the top 15 in this year's draft. He had Mechie, who's still there at Alabama, who balled out as well when Jalen Waddle got hurt. But y'all have to understand, the man is accurate. Um, he had like one of the highest completion percentages when going against the Blitz last year at Alabama. Um, you know, he did a lot of good things at Alabama that gets underlooked. And I think that's what Bill Belichick and uh, Josh McDaniel saw in him with the New England Patriots and with the weapons that they got over there. You know, they went and added more receivers, Nelson Aguilar. They went and added tight end. They got Kendrick Bourne. They got Jonu Smith at tight end. They got uh, Hunter Henry at tight end. They had that three-headed monster back there in the, at the running back position and James White, Damian Harris, and, uh, and Ramondre Stevenson, who I think is going to have an amazing year, especially on the goal line. Like, his stock just went up a lot more since Cam Newton's out of there. Um, but like I said, man, like, I think that was the the deciding factor was when Cam missed those five games. I think that was the deciding factor. And then the interception that was thrown in the preseason game, which wasn't his fault. That was Jacoby Myers' fault. He should have came down with the ball. When you have a linebacker on a receiver, that's an automatic mismatch. And Jacoby Myers, Cam threaded the needle. Jacoby Myers got two hands on it. He got to come down with it, but he let Blake Martinez just strip him on the ball. And a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, Kendrick Bourne was up, was open on top of the screen or on top of the, you know, on the on the left side right there. He was he was wide open. It was covered, too. You had the safety looking right at Kendrick Bourne. If Cam would have threw that ball to Kendrick Bourne, the safety breaks on that at an angle and probably picks it off. If the safety got some hands, if he don't, then it's just a batted ball. But uh, I mean, it got picked off anyway, but that's because. That's because of Jacoby Myers. But as soon as the safety, as soon as the safety saw the ball was going to Jacoby Myers, the safety flipped that angle, flipped his hips, and came back around. So y'all gotta go watch the film, man. Y'all gotta watch the film. Gotta learn y'all coverages. And so y'all know what's going on. Just because someone looks open, you gotta see what else is going on on the field because they might not be open. And Kendrick Bourne was not open. Um, but yeah, and then we got uh we got college football coming up. You know, last week started, it was week zero college football. Y'all know how that goes. But this week, we got the big games. We got Alabama versus Miami. We got Florida State versus Notre Dame. We got, uh, who else we got this weekend? We got, uh, and y'all know, y'all know I'm a Miami fan, so y'all know I'm pulling. My dad's an Alabama fan, but I already know, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's going to end well for us week one. I really do not. I don't. You got Ohio State, Minnesota. We got that on. We got that tomorrow on the second. Ohio State, Minnesota. Oh, I'm happy for that one. North Carolina, Virginia Tech on Friday. Saturday, Alabama, Miami. Penn State, Wisconsin. Uh, Fresno State going to get dog walked by Oregon. Um, then you got Indiana and Iowa. Uh, bro, like we got games. Georgia and Clemson. We got games this weekend. 
UCLA and LSU, your boy is happy. College football is back. I'm happy. We got college football. We got NFL. For me, this is the best time of the year. This is the best time of the year for me because, you know, I I just love football season, man. And we still got baseball going on. My Yankees, uh, we had a 13-game win streak. Then we came out here and lost, I think it was four games. And then we just won tonight or, you know, Wednesday night against the Angels. We just beat them to to complete the series. We didn't – that was the only game we won the series, which I'm glad we at least won one because we couldn't we couldn't continue this losing streak. We got to get back right. But um but yeah, so I mean this this part of the year is like the best time of the of the year where you got everything going on at one time and then we got basketball coming up in October as well. So then, you know, you just have all the sports going at one at one time. And hockey. Uh, I'm not a big hockey fan, but Seattle finally got a team, the Seattle Kraken. So you best believe I would be in some of those games. Watching, watching them running. Well, not this year because they they playing in Spokane. I think I think uh, later on in the year they'll be moving back over this way to the to uh, the climate change arena or whatever it's whatever they change Key Arena to. But best believe I'm gonna be in some of those games, just just cheering on. Um, but then you know, okay, so let's let's get to these questions, man. Let's get to these questions that was asked of me on Twitter. Um, at first, I'm a the first the first person they asked, everybody asked me like you know three questions <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so the first person, my boy, my boy Larmer, um, he asked me four questions, trying to be funny too. But the first one, he was like, "Which NFL player still attends their their fraternities Hell Week, and why is it Tom Brady?" I'll answer that for you. You wanna know why it's Tom Brady? Because we can tell Tom Brady likes to party. And he liked to be going off that avocado tequila. We saw the the Super Bowl parade when they out there on the boats. We saw him throwing the the Lombardi Trophy around um, from boat to boat. Then we saw him at the end of that walking walking off, having to be not carried, but you know, having to have some support to walk off because we could clearly tell Tom Brady was inebriated. So you know, that's why it's Tom Brady. That's why he still goes to his fraternity's Hell Week. Because he likes to, he likes to, you know, he likes to party. He likes to have fun. He likes to talk shit and, and you know, and haze people. That, that's what I think. That's why I think Tom Brady goes to hell week. Um, then he asks, what NFL player would, would succeed the most in the NBA? So for me, you know, I'm going to have to go with a with former basketball, a former basketball player. Now, you know, you have Mo Ali Cox who played. Uh, I think it was for VCU. He plays for the, the the Indianapolis Colts right now, but he played for VCU. But who I'm going to have to go with is Darren Fells. Now, Darren Fells, if you remember him, he was a tight end for the Houston Texans. Um, I forget who he played for last year in 2020. But Darren Fells played college basketball. He didn't play football at all while he was in college. He played basketball for UC Irvine. Um, and he averaged 10.2 points a game, 6.3 rebounds, and 1.7 assists while shooting 53% from the field. Um, now, between the years of 2008 and 2012, he played professionally in Argentina, Mexico, Belgium, Finland, and France. And so as a professional, he played 206 games, played 27 minutes a game, averaged 10 points per game, 6 rebounds, 1.3 assists, 1 steal, and shot 50.7% from the field. So I got to say Darren Fells would be the best NFL player to succeed in the NBA. Um, now, Larmer asked another question. Are you 
or are our best athletes playing sports like soccer and baseball? For me, that's a no. I think the best athletes are playing the sports that they're supposed to play. So, like, I think the best athletes in football are playing football. The best athletes in basketball, they're playing basketball, in the you know, professionally. And the best athletes in soccer and in baseball, they're playing their respective sports. I mean, it's one thing to say, like, okay, in soccer, you can kick, right? Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean you can kick a, a, a football through a field goal post. Um, in baseball, you can catch. But that, you can catch with a glove, but that doesn't mean you can go out there and catch a football. Now, there's probably some two-sport athletes that are playing baseball that they did play football as well. It's same with soccer. But that doesn't mean they were the best athlete in that sport. You know what I mean? So, nah, I think the best athletes are playing the respective sports that they should be playing, that they were the best athletes in. Um, but I think, I think soccer, you got to be hella athletic. You got to have hella endurance. Same with baseball, especially if you're playing like shortstop. Shortstops are usually athletic as hell. Um, just watch any baseball game, like even softball. The shortstop has to be athletic as shit. Um, <laughs> then he asked me, uh, why or who are you taking in a prisoners versus the guards football game at QB? Michael Vick or Deshaun Watson? <sighs> at QB, I'm taking Deshaun Watson. I think Watson's a better quarterback than Vic. Um, and, you know, he's not going to be getting massages from men in, in prison. So I ain't got to worry about that there. Uh, I mean, actually, he might, you know, I don't know. Who knows what that man likes? But anyway, I'm taking Watson. I'm taking Watson. I think he's a better quarterback than Vic. Vic is a better runner than Watson. I will, you know, tell give anybody that when he's running the ball, Vic's electric with the ball in his hand. So, like, I will, you know, I'll give you all that. But I'm taking Deshaun Watson. Hands down. No pun intended. But, uh, yeah, moving on. So then Damian Adams from The Real Deal with Damian Adams, he asked me a few questions. He said, um, the first question he asked me was, what football player slash basketball player do you think would be a good boxer? For me, I'm going with Brandon Marshall because he claims he has, he's grown up around, you know, the boxing gym. He claims, he claims that he's grown up around that. So I'm going with with Brandon Marshall. Um, also, I probably might go with, with Andre Johnson because that uppercut he gave Cortland Finnegan it was legit. Not only that, but the man threw two overhand rights, and then when he got the angle, he threw that, that right uppercut. So, you know, he knows how to piece his punches together. He knows, he knows where to hit you and how to piece them punches together. So it's between Brandon Marshall and, and Andre Johnson. Um, basketball player, I don't know, man. It might be Jermaine O'Neal because Malice in the Palace, um, I, think, I think that was Jermaine O'Neal. They had just came out and slid old dude <laughs> during the Malice in the Palace when they was on the court. Um, so I'm going to have to go Jermaine O'Neal. Um, the next question he asked me was, what was the worst slash best take you have ever had? So I think my worst take was when I said the Arizona Cardinals were going to make it to the Super Bowl last year. That, that was probably the stupidest take I ever had. And that, that might just be my worst. Um, I had high hopes for, for the Cardinals, and they looked promising. And then until they didn't, they went eight and eight and they didn't need to sniff the playoffs. So that might be my worst take. My best take is I know it's only preseason, but when I say Zach Wilson is going to do good in the NFL. Now, he's going to have his growing pains just like any other rookie, because and especially because he's playing for the Jets and they just now trying to put a team together. Um, you know, they got some some weapons at receiver. 
they got uh Denzel Mims, they got Corey uh Corey Davis, they got Jameson Crowder, um they got running backs in Tyler Johnson, they got Michael Carter, uh defense, they got uh what's his name? I think it's Shane Mosley. Not Shane Mosley, my bad. <laughs> uh I, not Shane Mosley. Shane Mosley's a boxer. Uh who who do they have on defense? I got to look it up. Uh CJ Mosley, that's his name, my bad. So that's that's who they have. They have Quinny and Williams. So they also got Keelan Cole at receiver as well. So um Denzel Mims is my, he might be like, you know, the second string, but Keelan Cole's going to start, Jamison Crowder's going to start and Corey Davis. So they got him some weapons. They also got uh Tevin Coleman at running back. So you got Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, Michael Carter, LaMichael P Ryan, LaMichael P Ryan at, at running back. Um Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Jamison Crowder, Keelan Cole, Denzel Mims. Tyler Croft at tight end. Um, and they they kind of built up that offensive line. So I think my best take is that, you know, Zach Wilson's gonna be legit. And, you know, that'll that'll age. We'll we'll see how that ages. But I think that's my best take I've ever had because I was calling it before the draft when nobody was really believing me. I thought I went back and looked at film, and nobody still believed me until they saw him in preseason and they saw that Brooke had read coverage. He's decisive. Like he knows he he's very decisive with the ball. And the arm talent is amazing. Like I said on my last episode, I think that when we talk about arm talent, you can put him up there with the Mahomes, the Josh Allen, the Aaron Rodgers. That's the kind of arm talent I believe Zach that Zach Wilson has. He he's up there with those dudes. Um, so yeah, those are my my best and worst takes I've ever had. Um, he also asked what non-playoff team will we'll make the NFL playoffs this year. So I'm going to give you AFC and NFC. AFC, I think the Los Angeles Chargers will make it to the playoffs. Not saying they're going to win anything, but I think they'll make it to the playoffs. I think they make a step, especially if Derwin James is, James is healthy. Um, I think that defense is really legit, especially when they have the right pieces and have everybody healthy. Um, and I think Justin Herbert is going to – I think he's going to have a good sophomore season. He's not – I mean, it's not like – um, like quarterbacks, like uh, like dual threat quarterbacks. It's not like that where you have to run a or where you choose to run a gimmick offense and like uh, the zone reads and all that. I mean, they run that stuff. You know, that's been that has become a part of the NFL now. But like when RG three, his first year was amazing, and then the next year they kind of figured him out, and um, and I mean the injuries as well. But uh, you know those things happen especially when you try to do too much of what they did in college. Now, with Justin Herbert, they don't have to do that. They didn't have to do that with RG3 either. RG3 could throw the ball, but they chose to do that. And when he got when they got film on him, they figured out what he was, going, what he was doing. Um, Justin Herbert, it's not going to be the same with him it's, because he's going to drop back and pass. That's part of the offense. Um, and also, I mean, they got a new head coach, so a lot of things are going to change this year for Justin Herbert. So even though you got a full year of film on him, you kind of don't. You kind of only have film on what he did in the offense that he was in last year. Now he's in a whole new offense where there a lot of things are going to change. Now you you probably know what he like his his strengths and weaknesses. You're going to see those things, but year two, you know, that's when you go back and look at your film, and year two you make your weaknesses your strengths. So I think the Chargers will make it. Um, and then the 49ers, you know, they they just dealt with a lot of injuries last year. So I think that, you know, with them being the way they are, they're going to make 
as long as they're they're healthy, they're gonna make it to the playoffs again this year. Um, then my boy Epic Dagbird TV or Twitch TV TTV, that's his his Twitter name Epic Dagbird TTV. Um, he asked what former player NFL could help their current team and make them contenders. 32 teams. Oh, he wanted me to go all 32 teams. God damn. He, <laughs> he tripping. But anyway, so let's, get, let's get started. Let me, <laughs> let me go look at these. Let me go look at these teams. So let's look at the standings. Let's see. Buffalo. I don't think they need anybody to help them be contenders. I think they already are new England. Um, well, you can just say Tom Brady. <laughs> I think he'll help them be contenders. Uh, New York Jets, eh, they need a lot. They're not, they're no way in any shape or form ready to be contenders right now. And it's not just one piece that can get them there. Miami Dolphins, uh, I don't know what two is going to be, but I would say Dan Marino just because they're built to win now and they need a quarterback that can get them over that hump. Cleveland, Cleveland's always been, been shitty, so they're in their best position to win right now. Baltimore, uh, you add Ray Lewis to that defense, that defense goes to a next level. Pittsburgh, they needed a running game. They have uh they have the young gun this year. So we're gonna we're gonna see what he can do. But you add the bus back there and maybe Heinz Ward or shit. You can add Troy well, I don't think they need to really add Troy Palomalu to that defense. I think their their safeties are actually pretty legit. But you add uh Heinz Ward or or uh, the bus back there uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think that helps them get over the hump with Big Ben. And actually, take Big Ben back to his old days when he was young and healthy. That, that'll get you over the hump right there. Um, Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati ain't really been over the hump. And actually, they rebuilding right now anyway. So, like, it's not one. It, again, it's one of those situations where it's not one player that can just help them get over the hump. Indianapolis Colts, you give me Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, we Super Bowl bound. Tennessee Titans, y'all are contenders now. Um, but you know, get y'all a, a legit quarterback like Steve McNair. I think y'all, I think y'all make it. Um, Houston Texans, <laughs> Deshaun Watson <laughs> and Nuke. Get them back in the same uniform. And there you go. Uh Jacksonville Jaguars, they they really never been there. Um, I mean, they had some good years with Mark Brunel, some good years with, uh, not, was it David Garrard? I know Byron Leftwich and all of them. So uh, I, I can't really answer that for you. That, one, that one's kind of hard. Um, Kansas City, they already contenders. Denver Broncos, they're quarterback away. Give me John Elway. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, formerly known as the Oakland Raiders. Um, damn. Trying to think, who can they, who can they have to get them over the hump? I mean, they got a legit running back. I don't know who the, who's ever been their quarterback. Yes, I understand. I am talking nothing but fucking offense. I will get to the defense in a minute. Um, <laughs> I'll get to defense and defenses in a minute because there's some teams that need some help on defense. Um, shit, I don't really know who can get them over the hump. Uh, I guess you you can take Carson Palmer, maybe Rich Gannon. Uh, I know Dante Culpepper played for them for a little bit, but wasn't that towards like the end of his career? Um, so yeah, I mean, give me Rich Gannon, Ken Stabler, 
uh, Carson Palmer. Yeah, give me any one of those three, and I think they I think they'll be a little bit better. Uh, Carr's not bad, but I just don't think that he's the one that's gonna win you the games. Actually, you know what? Let's let's go to let's go to defense right here. Give me give me Rod or not Rod Woodson, but uh, Charles Woodson with the Raiders. Give me give me him, and uh, he he can he can help get them over the hump. <laughs> Charles Woodson, give me that. Uh, he wasn't sorry in Oakland, so give me him. Um, who else? Let me let me look at some more of these teams. The Chargers, I think they I think they're fine where they are. Um, I don't think they really need anything else to get them over the hump. Just a healthy team. Washington football team, give me uh, either Doug Williams or Mark Rippian. They both won Super Bowls with them, and I believe they're they're a quarterback away from making it to another Super Bowl. Um, I mean, Doug Williams and Mark Rippian, they didn't have, like, you know, off-the-chart stats, but they both got their teams to the Super Bowl um, with Washington. So give me one of them. Philadelphia Eagles, uh, you got to give me T.O. Give me Terrell Owens because um, they really don't have anybody that I think is legit in that receiver room. I don't know how Devonta Smith is going to be, but, you know, T.O. was a man, a man amongst boys. New York Giants, give me Michael Strahan because then that defense would be disgusting. If you add Michael Strahan to that defense as currently constructed, that defense can win you a championship. Dallas Cowboys, give me Deion Sanders, primetime. Get him back there at corner, uh, and he going to make some magic happen. Chicago Bears, I would go Jim McMahon or Jay Cutler. Despite what people may think, Jay Cutler didn't have a bad career with the Chicago Bears. If he gave a single fuck, Chicago Bears could make it to the Super Bowl. Minnesota Vikings, oh, that's hard. Dante Culpepper, Chris Carter, Randy Moss. Give me them boys, and, and you heading to a Super Bowl. Detroit Lions, uh, help them get over the hump. Detroit Lions. Oh, man. Um, shit. Uh, give me Barry Sanders. Yeah, you give me Barry Sanders. I think that helps them get over the hump. Um, who who else we got? Green Bay Packers. They are what they are. They're gonna be all right. New Orleans Saints. They're gonna be all right. But if we if we taking something, go ahead and give me uh, Drew Brees in his prime. That's a Super Bowl team. Carolina Panthers. Uh, to get them over the hump. Uh, they're another one like the Jets, you know. They're another team like the Jets and like the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. They ain't they ain't there yet. Tampa Bay, they as presently constructed, they they where they at. Atlanta Falcons, you got to go back in the day, man. Give me Jamal Anderson at running back, and they're gonna be all right. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, just get healthy, just get healthy. But if we talking about anything, give me. Uh, Joe Montana and these I'm taking these are the easy these are the easy answer because they're quarterbacks but it's a team these are teams that legit their quarterbacks are, they're just a quarterback away from being you know that that team Arizona Cardinals give me Kurt Warner with with, with Larry Fitzgerald back in his prime and Anquan Bolden them boys was nasty uh, Seattle Seahawks they they're fine and so are the Los Angeles Rams they're fine as well but yeah that so to answer your question Eric that's who I'm. That's the former player or players 
that could help their team get over that hump and make them contenders. Um, so I hope that, you know, I hope that answers your question, man. All right. And so right when I was about to log off, I just got another notification on Twitter and it's another question coming from C Henry. He does the fellas present sports rap podcast. So go ahead and check that podcast out as well as the real deal with Damian Adams from Dame by Damian Adams. Go ahead and check both of those podcasts out. They are available on every major podcast platform as well as my boy Larmer, who I was talking about earlier, who has some questions. He has a podcast as well, and his podcast is the Joe Cat and Larm Dog podcast, and me and him also do a podcast on the side. We haven't came out with a name yet, but y'all can go check that out on YouTube at Redacted Media. The link is down in the description. But anyway, C. Henry asked a question. He said, NFL sleepers, which non-playoff teams could surprise and make the playoffs? Um, and now I have a couple teams really. Um, and I, I, I named the chargers earlier and I also named the, uh, who was the other team, the chargers and the 49ers just because they didn't make the playoffs last year, but they have good teams. Um, but sleepers, I would say, and a lot of people are probably like, well, I don't know. And <laughs> my sleepers to make the playoffs this year is I'll give you two out of the NFC and one out of the AFC, but the two out of the NFC actually come from the same division. Um, And it's, and really, I mean, this is hard to say because I really, I could see either one of these teams making it, to be honest. I'm not saying all three are going to make it, but I could see one of these teams making it because I already said Washington football team will probably make the playoffs, but I could see the New York Giants making it. That's a sleeper. I could also see the Dallas Cowboys making it. That's another sleeper. Most people, I mean, we're all speculating on what their defense is going to be. We don't know what the Dallas Cowboys defense is yet because we saw that defense last year and they suck. We know the offense is explosive, but the defense last year was terrible. And we don't know if it's going to be the same as it was last year or if it's going to be better. But I think they are a sleeper to make the playoffs as well as the New York Giants. I think the New York Giants are a sleeper because their defense is primed and ready for a playoff push. Um, it's just a question mark on that offense. Did Daniel Jones progress or did he regress? And if he's regressed, then, you know, that's that door is shut until they get another quarterback. And this could be Dave, David Gettleman's last year in New York if, you know, Daniel Jones doesn't progress the way they want him to. Now, another question mark is that offensive line. I don't know if that offensive line that they put out in the preseason was the finished product or what it was, but it sure as hell ain't it. But those are, I mean, that's two of my sleepers. And then another one is the uh, Denver Broncos. Now, the reason I say the Denver Broncos is because that defense is primed and ready for a playoff push as well. We know that defense looks legit. Um, but the question mark is, can Teddy Bridgewater um, get it done on the offensive side of the ball? I know a lot of people, a lot of people are saying they believe in Teddy. And I like Teddy Bridgewater. I, I you know, we, I talked about him last week and about him getting the starting job over Drew Locke. I like Teddy Bridgewater, but the issue, I think, uh, he doesn't unlock the the explosiveness of that offense. I don't think he does. I don't think he unlocks the explosiveness explosiveness that the offense could be. I'm thinking like 2017 Denver Broncos when they had Peyton Manning and he threw for over like 44 or 5,400 yards and 55 touchdowns. That's the type of offense I think this this Denver Broncos team could have with the right quarterback. And like I said last week, I don't know if that quarterback is Drew Locke. I just know Teddy Bridgewater doesn't present 
the the tools to make that that deep that offense explosive. Now, is he going to get the ball in the right receiver's hands? Of course. Is he a very cerebral quarterback? Hell yeah, he is. Um, but I think the 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 trick to them making the playoffs is on offense. If you can sustain long methodical drives, running the ball, short passes, play action, like all of that, and sustain those long methodical drives and get points at the end. I think that defense is going to be stingy enough to when you can win some low scoring games or um, or do something like that. So I think maybe Denver could make the playoffs. Uh, it just depends on how that offense operates and if Teddy Bridgewater can get it done on the offensive side of the ball, um, which, like I said, I like Teddy Bridgewater. So I hope him. Not, I wish him nothing but success. Um, but I've just seen this movie before where the offense, but. The offense that he has just isn't explosive. They're not a very explosive. They don't, they don't, they're not really explosive offenses, but he gets them to the playoffs. He didn't get the Panthers to the playoffs, but with the Vikings, they got to the playoffs, but the offense wasn't explosive. So, and if y'all don't believe me, go back and look, go back and watch the film, go back and look at the tape, go back and look at the stats. Like they're just not, they weren't explosive offenses. Um, But yeah, I think those are the two teams or the three teams that I could see making the playoffs that, is, that are sleepers to make the playoffs. Um, and Dallas really shouldn't be in there because we know what Dallas' offense is, but the, the question mark is the defense. All these, these other two teams, they have legit defenses, but the question mark is the offense. Um, so I think that's what it could be. But uh, let's go to his next question. Next question was, college football, who can beat Bama? Um as presently constructed, I don't know if anybody could beat Bama besides maybe Georgia. Um, and they probably won't meet into the college football playoffs or college football or the SEC conference championship game. They probably won't meet until then. Um, they're actually not even on the schedule this year for Alabama. And like I said, until the, the conference championship, um, Alabama does play LSU, Texas A&M and Miami this year and Florida. Uh, maybe Texas A&M. I don't really see it happening. Um, and even the thing with Georgia is uh, Nick Saban, his former assistants that go off and become head coaches, they don't have a good track record when they face him. They don't have a good record when they face him. So I don't even know if that will happen. Um, Texas A&M got smacked by them last year. 50, I believe it was like 54 to 20 or 52 to 24 or something. Um then Miami, I don't know what Miami is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be the U from the late 90s and early 2000s or if it's going to be the U of lately where, you know, on paper, they look like they should be legit. But when the product gets put out on the field, they don't look that good. Um, then you have LSU, which LSU wasn't really that good last year. They got beat 55 to 17. We know they didn't really have a good offense last year. But, uh, I mean, they were missing a lot of a lot of players last year and didn't really have a good offense. But I don't know who they're going to be, what they're going to be this year. When you look at that roster, especially at the quarterback position, I don't I don't know who won the quarterback battle. I'm, I'm assuming it's Miles Brennan, but I, I don't know. I really don't know. He's the senior quarterback, so I don't know if he's the one that won it or, or who won that quarterback position, that quarterback battle. Um, But I, I just don't know. Like, with Alabama, people forget that Bama's one of those teams where, yeah, they lose a lot of players every year to the NFL draft, and it's a lot of their starters and their star players, but they always have five-star recruits, four-star recruits sitting on the bench just waiting there, waiting for their moment. 
Um, and I mean, that's even that's even now. Like when you look at it, John Mechie, he came off last year on at receiver when Jalen Waddle got hurt and he came on strong. Then you have uh, Jojo Earl, who's their rookie receiver that that's supposedly turning heads at Alabama, who's going to get probably some burn. Then you got on defense, which nobody's even talking about the defense. They're all talking about how explosive this offense could be with Bryce Young because all eyes are on him since he's going to be the starting quarterback. But they're not even, they're not even talking about uh, this defense with Henry Toa Toa. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. If I'm not, I apologize. But uh, that their middle linebacker and Henry. And then also you got Kool-Aid McKinstry, the DB that they just got, the rookie DB, or not rookie, my bad, the uh, freshman DB that was highly touted out of high school. I believe he was like a five or four-star recruit. So they have him as well. So, yeah, you lose a Pat Sertan, but then you get a Kool-Aid McKinstry who is one of these highly touted players coming out of high school. Um, so it's just one of those things where they always cons- they consistently put together a legit team. Um, and who do they have at running back this year? I mean, I, I believe they have another – no, they don't have another big running – well, yeah, they do have another big running back who's a senior, the 6'1", 225 pound running back Brian Robinson Jr. <laughs> out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So they they have, you know, some more running backs, you know, and, and you know what they're going to do with the ball. They're going to ground and pound and then let Bryce Young do what he does. So I, I just don't know. Um, I don't know if there's anybody out there that can beat Alabama this year. I don't trust Oklahoma. I don't trust Ohio State. Matter of fact, Ohio State just got their ass kicked last year by Alabama. So I don't really trust any of these teams to really beat Alabama. Yeah, they lost 52 to 24 to Alabama last year. So, yeah, I'm not really trusting any of these teams to beat Alabama until I see the product out there on the field. And then that's when I can be like, okay, this team looks like it can be beat. Because there's some there's some Alabama teams that look like they can be beat. I think, what what was it, the 2019 Alabama team? They look like they could be beat. That's the year LSU won the championship. Um, they didn't look too good. Alabama didn't look too good. They looked like they could they could be defeated. But, you know, it, it is what it is. We'll see what happens when, when the season starts. Um, then his next question was... Uh, should they explore playoff expansion? And my my answer to that is hell yeah. Um, we've had the playoffs since 2014. I love that we they brought the college football playoffs and it wasn't the BCS bullshit anymore and that they brought in the college football playoffs and, you know, we get four teams going against each other to see who will come off on top as a national championship or the national champion. But now I think it's time to expand. It's been seven years. It's time to expand. It's time to go, you know, six to six to eight teams. That's what I think. Just because, you know, every year there's a team that's on the outside looking in that should have gotten in. Like last year there was Texas A&M who was eight and one. Notre Dame got in being 10 and one. Ohio State got in being six and oh. Clemson got in being 10 and one. So Texas A&M was one of those teams. Yes, they lost to Alabama last year. They got stomped. 52 to 24 but that was the only game they lost last year and that was the second game of the season after that they started putting together a really good season to try to make it to the playoffs um what 2019 you had georgia on the outside looking in at 11 and 2 oregon at 11 and 2 baylor at 11 and 2 um and wisconsin at 10 and 3 and really florida was 10 and 10 and 2 so I mean, you you have these teams that's always on the outside looking in that should have that should have gotten in. I mean, 
Georgia's been on the outside looking in the past, the two years in a row, 2018-2019, outside looking in. And they, they probably should have got in. But um, because it's only four teams, that's what happens. I think, but I, like I said, I think it should expand to six to eight teams. And then, you know, maybe five years down the road, we expand it to anywhere from 12 to 16 teams. Um, NFL, we have what? We have uh, seven teams per conference. So 14 teams in total. So why not expand the NCAA to maybe to like anywhere, like I said, between 12 to 14, 12 to 16 teams. Not only that, it gives you more competition to where, you know, some of these teams may be able to come in and they get on a, they get on a hot streak and they go win some games. It's, it's, it's easy to, to lose a game at the beginning of the season and then get better as a team. Like teams do do that where, They'll lose a game at the beginning of the season, but then as the season goes on, they continue to get better and they run the table. That does happen. And but that one loss at the beginning of the season can keep you out of the playoffs because of an Alabama or a Clemson. Um, so I, I definitely think they should they should open that up a little bit more and and explore that. Um and not only that, but it'll bring the NCAA more money. I don't know how long the NCAA gonna be around, but it could definitely bring them more money because you open up the you open up more bowl games, more people are gonna come. I mean that that's just what's gonna happen, and it'll bring them in a lot more money that they can divvy out to the schools that are in the playoffs. I mean, I, granted, you get more money, you get more teams. It's more money to divvy, or it's more teams that you gotta divvy out the money to. But I think it could happen. Um, but yeah, so that's all I have for you all, man. Um, I hope to do more things like this and it may not be a whole episode full of questions or me answering questions, but I may answer like one or four, one to four questions an episode. Um, as long as y'all giving me questions, I'll answer them. Um, and that'll be a new segment on the show with me just answering one to four questions on, you know, during the show, um, and give you my take on your sports question. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're listening on Apple podcasts, if you're listening on, um, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts at, like, share, subscribe, family, friends, you know, share it to your family and your friends, whatever. Go follow your boy on Twitter at DropBallsPod. Um, you can ask your questions there as well. You can ask your questions in the comment sections on whatever podcast platform you listen to. If they have comment sections, I know Apple Podcasts does. I don't know if Spotify or, or um, Amazon Music does or not, but I know Apple Podcast does, but your best thing to do is follow your boy on Twitter at DropBallsPod or Instagram at DropBallsPod, um, and you can ask your questions there as well. But y'all be safe out there with COVID, with these natural disasters, everything. Y'all be safe. Um, and until next time, y'all be easy. Peace.